even downright cutting, buddy, buddy. Wish I missed the past, buddy, buddy, but there's still buddy cast. No, don't be naughty, go meet everybody here on buddy cast. Welcome to an episode of BuddyCast, here to get you through this winter storm. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen, and joining me today is apparently a monkey, hey, and, I get my, and my new buddy. I just adopted this pet monkey, and he's, I can't, I just gotta be with him all the time. I just, uh, I just, I get, I'm, so, I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no problem at all. We're all about monkey business here on BuddyCast. Stay. Okay. Joining me is my new buddy, Scotty Swan. How are you doing today, buddy? Hey, what's up, everybody in uh, Buddy Cast land? How you doing, bud? I'm all right. How are you, Nick? I'm doing fantastic. Happy to have you on the show. Yeah. I can tell it's going to be a fun episode. It's going to be so rad. Real quick, I just want to uh, take a picture of you real quick. So just don't look into the light. Just watch... <clears throat> Watch the apple. Okay, I'm gonna turn the light on. Just give me one second. Uh, just wait. Hey. Um, I'm not sure what happened to my phone. Hmm. Yeah. Oh well, I tried. Hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. So <laughs> I gotta start by asking first. How did you get into magic? Well, uh, 1997, um, I was, I was a, uh, custodian, uh, for public schools. And then, uh, I found out that there was a local magic shop. It was a local magic shop slash bike shop called Bianco's and Sons. Uh, Tony Bianco was, I think he was like a boxer or a wrestler. And then his father was a magician or something. And they owned a bike shop. They all, he also did magic. So he had the two store of uh, two uh, things combined in one store. So every uh, Saturday I would go and I would buy a bunch of magic. I'd go back every week and every week until eventually I had enough to do a full show. But I'd still go back and I, you know, and just hang out because that like Saturdays that's when all the magicians hung out and just hung out and talk and jam some magic and it was really cool. So that's how I kind of just kind of just jumped into it, like most of the things that I'm into. Awesome. Hey, quick, we got a quick question from another um, another magician buddy of ours, Mr. Erwin Wars. Hey, Erwin. How tall? <laughs> I'm tall enough to party. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm tall. Ooh, he's almost tall enough to fit out of the screen. <laughs> then he'll be breaking through the top of my laptop, you know? Yeah. Oh man, that was funny. <laughs> so, of all the magic that you do, what's some of your favorite type of magic? Like, which I like. So, um, I like close up because it's right in front of their faces. Um, I like a little bit of mentalism. I, I love mentalism. Um, I'm more uh, silly than serious, so I like a lot of comedy magic. Like uh, when I first got into magic, my one of my favorite uh, magicians was Carol Fox. Google Carol Fox, everybody. Um, Al Flasso. I like guys like that. Uh, Joe Monte. 
I like a lot of the vaudeville style, like cabaret style comedian uh, magicians. I've always just been into that. And then I really got into close up because of uh, a lot of Canadian magicians. Um, let's see, David Acker, uh, Jay Sankey, guys like that. So I like, because they were really quirky and they were really weird. Um, I like, oh gosh, Amazing Jonathan. Um, you know, really weird. Penn and Teller were also mm -hmm. my favorites because they they just took everything and just like kind of just like it was art, you know. And that's what I, I didn't like. I, I'm not a fan of like traditional. And there's nothing wrong with it, but I just that's just not my style. I'm not really a fan of traditional magic. I like Andrew Maine is another good guy that you guys want to check out. Um, just really strange, weird magic. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. You're not just a guy. Is this your card? Yeah, no, if I'm going to do that, it's going to, like, come out of a flaming, uh, it's going to levitate out of a flaming wallet, and, like, or, uh, you know, it's going to come, it's going to be a, in a weird place, or, you know, I, yeah. yeah. Like, check your back pocket, which we have never had contact with before or something. Which is funny, I used to do that trick, so I worked at Hollywood Magic in the early 2000s, and uh, <clears throat> I would... I'm going to expose it, whatever. It's fine. You can buy it on eBay now anyways. There's a trick called the Mirage deck. It's uh, similar to a Svengali deck. Uh, are you familiar with the Svengali deck? Where every other card mm -hmm. is the same card? Oh, Sorry. I think it's well, something like that, you know? Everybody had it in every TV magic kit ever, so it doesn't matter. Um, and, and so anyways, but the only difference is this is uh, it's what we call rough and smooth. So it so when you spread you can spread it with well, a Svengali deck you can't really spread it because you see all the other. So anyways, I would take a forced card, say like the two of hearts, and as people were watching uh, my coworkers perform magic, I would go in. I would reverse pickpocket, is which what I, what I call it. I would slip uh, a card into somebody's purse, or I would try to get it into some dude's back pocket while they were watching. You know somebody else. And then when they were done with that, I'm like, hey, everybody, come over here and check out this check out this card trick. And I would perform an ambitious card or some card where the card would rise to the top and put it back in the middle. I would do that a couple times. And then the card, I would spread the deck and the card would vanish. And then I'm like, oh, that's weird. And then I'd be like, hey, you over there, yeah, can you just reach inside your purse and just feel out? And they had no idea, so it was like an, it was like an instant, like uh, – Assistant, so it was like a double whammy. I did a I did a lot of show, like pre-show work, for this one trick. You know, so that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff that I do. I like a I like a big setup for like a really small like payback, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna build off this uh, other audience question for my buddy again. I missed it. Are you in Vegas? Let's talk about your career path because we talked about that before the show. How you yeah. went from you started here, you went here, and now you're back here. Yeah, yeah. So I'm uh, originally from Springfield, Massachusetts. That's where I currently am now. Uh, I moved around a lot. Uh, even when I was a kid, we moved to Connecticut. We moved to like different, you know, and then uh, finally settled uh, in Westfield, Massachusetts. And I was there uh, for a really long time. Then in 2000, um, I moved to Los Angeles. I was there for a few years, uh, bounced back and forth. I ended, I did end up in Vegas for a while. I, I actually worked at uh, Houdini's. I worked at two Houdini uh, shops out there. Um, I wasn't really doing a lot of magic aside from working at the magic shop. Uh, I was kind of just 
was working at the magic shop. You know what I mean? That was, and I wasn't doing because I kind of got burnt out after a while, and I started focusing on other things, like making music, um, and just other stuff that I was interested in. And then, um, well, let me let me rewind. So in 2000, I was into magic, and then uh, I started to, started getting into puppetry. I was like, I need something else aside from my magic show, just to, just to add a little more, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I started getting into puppets and I, and there was, but at that time there was nothing online for puppetry. Like there is now like these guys like Adam and all these great puppet builders and all these great uh, tutorials on puppetry and puppet building, nothing. There was the Muppet, uh, um, Muppet central. That's a, it was a, website where you go and there was some guys building and so i would uh that's how i found out i think that's how i found out about um this book by gray seals puppet called the puppet um oh my gosh it's a great book i can't i'll send it to you i can't remember the name of it right now but it's got all the everything you need to know about building puppets was in this book but before that i was finding books at the library from like 1950 1960 and there were just there was nothing that i could use because this is this wasn't the type of puppetry that I was into, you know what I mean. Uh, it had a little bit of information, but not exactly what I was looking for. So I kind of got I, I eventually rolled into that, and then I met uh, I met this really great guy, uh, and he he helped me. Um, Ricky, um, oh my gosh, I'm having a brain fart. But he's on he. You can find him. He, he's uh, he's on he's one of my Facebook friends. Um, why can't I think of his last name right now? I'm so sorry, Ricky. Uh, but he was this tall dude. He had like Disney tattoos all over the place. Looks like a biker. Really sweet guy. I um I went all the. He was in Anaheim and I was in Los Angeles. So I I got all the way to uh, and drove all the way to Anaheim to have this meeting. And uh, I the first puppet I built, I took a milk carton and. Um, I covered it in like this felt, this weird felt, and I just, it was just like a head, and I was just like, and he was like, well, first of all, this needs to be this way, and this, and then, because I didn't, I didn't have foam, I didn't know anything about foam, uh, and then the second puppet I built, I took a Nerf ball, and I just like made eyes and a nose out of like cardboard or something, and like, I, I like, drew, like, like made three holes like a bowling ball in the back so I could like move its mouth. Uh, but Ricky really helped me out. Uh, we're still friends to this day. I uh, like, he's just brought me to a studio. I saw his puppets. Um, and then eventually I just kind of slowly learned how after, after I got this book, uh, I wish I could remember the name of the book. Um, oh my gosh. Anyways. And then I started getting shows and then I was like, but at the time I started getting into, uh, getting these shows and getting these gigs, there was a SAG strike. So no puppeteers could work. And that, and so I was trying to figure out, man, I must be really, really awesome. Cause I keep, keep getting hired for these puppet gigs. That wasn't the case. It's just nobody else could work. So I was the only guy available. Cause I wasn't SAG cause I was brand new. <laughs> so, uh, I got a, I had a TV. I'm sorry. I, yeah. I did a TV spec commercial. Uh, I did a student film. Uh, I eventually started working with uh, this company called Giraffe and Staff out of uh, 
where were they? San Pedro, California. I uh, started doing puppet shows with them. Um, eventually got into uh, Bob Baker's marionette studio after that. Uh, didn't last long there. Uh, it was really hard. And at that time, I didn't know, I didn't know anything. Uh, Bob, uh, I mean, he's since passed, but Bob hired me and then he would have me, um, he started me out as an usher and I would uh, untangle puppets, uh, like the strings. I would, uh, before every show, I would, um, there was a separate room from the theater, like a, like a lunch cafeteria kind of setting. Uh, and I would, I would uh, take the, he had ice cream cups at the end of every show. So I, I was the guy in charge of putting out ice cream cups, sweeping, you know, theater stuff. Like stuff that you need to do in order to like learn, like you know, theater. Like you, that's just you have to do like the the grunt work. You can't just like jump right in because you don't appreciate it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. so, uh, well, that's my opinion, anyways. I think you got to start at the bottom and work your way up. Yeah, kind of. So, anyways, I got I got eventually I uh, he put me into the show. He was like, "You're ready." I was like, I'm "Not ready." I was bumping into people. I was, it was terrible because I didn't get a chance to uh, rehearse with anybody. I was rehearsing by myself. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of the puppeteers, they kind of, I don't know if it was because I was new and they didn't really know me and I didn't talk to them. They didn't talk to me because I didn't know if they liked me because I didn't, because nobody talked to me. You know what I mean? I guess I just didn't, I didn't put my best foot forward. Mm -hmm. If I, I'm sure if I would have said, you know, but I, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. So, Anyways, uh, I left there and I just kind of started my own thing and I was doing puppets and magic for a while. And then I uh, bounced back and forth to different locations, like different cities. And here I'm back in Massachusetts now. And uh, that's where I have uh, my school, my, my magic school, well, obviously online, called Urban and Wizards Academy now. So, Ooh. Yeah. Tell us about that. Tell us about the academy. Okay, so Urban Wizards Academy, I started uh, in 2012, I think. Uh, I started uh, just calling after-school programs and saying, hey, you know, I'm a magician. I have this really good workshop. Uh, it's You don't have to like, buy anything. Everything that we would need would probably be in your art supply closet. So that's how I started selling it. Uh, and so it was great. So kids would show up. I would show them how to do cups and balls. I would show them how to do, like, torn or restored paper because we had a bunch of crap paper and a bunch of Dixie cups. You know, so it was really easy. Um, fast forward to a few months ago, I, well, to the pan, you know, before this pandemic, oh, as the pandemic was starting, um, a lot of my shows started to get canceled. Um, and so I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, I, I had a bunch, I had bought a bunch of um, <laughs> puppets and magic for some shows that were coming up. And um, I was like, oh, okay, that's canceled. What about this next one? I'm like, yep, canceled. So eventually I found out about this company called Discover Magic. Discover Magic was uh, created by a magician named Michael Amar. Um, Google Michael Amar, guys. And um, he's got these really, he's got these two really great guys, Mario and uh, Brian, um, running it. And they, they run everything and uh, they send out the kits and everything. They're really sweet guys. And so I invested. I invested in the license. So I'm the only uh, magician uh, in my county that can teach uh, 
my program with their curriculum. So uh, we, we got uh, some cool magic tricks that come with kits. So there's four different kits. There's, there's green, orange, blue, and purple. Uh, right now I'm teaching blue and purple. Um, so we got a bunch of – they get a bunch of magic kits that are already put together. They already have, like um, – scripts inside so you don't have to like make up your own thing they have like really cool uh you know magic tips like you know being respectful being prepared being confident um they come with folders you know the kids get folders with some like cool stuff more cool stuff inside that you can do at home uh, and then we have the special editions where you do one day wonders uh same thing it's got math uh science music um, everything so it's it's really cool so it's not just magic it's like teaching kids how to be respectful how to be confident how to stand up straight and smile look someone in the eye you know what I mean it's really cool and that's that's the majority of the reason is why of why I invested in it because they want to make kids great you know and they want to make kids like just be better human beings you know mm -hmm. I could have easily bought a bunch of magic tricks boxed them up you know what I mean? But that's, I, that's, uh, this is a lot better. Um, this teaches you actual life lessons rather than exactly. just. Exactly. Instead yeah. of just learning how to do magic tricks. Yeah. Teach you like how to just. How to be a professional rather than just how to be, how to be good at a trick. And, 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 but also how to be a good person and just yes. how to um, applaud when others are performing, you know, yes. and just being kind. Exactly. Yeah. I being, see being a buddy. Yeah. Bam. As a, as a guy who practices stand-up comedy, you know, I see that all the time. Like, you go to an open mic, and there's eight people there. Five of them are other performers, you know? Yeah. And you see it all the time. They're so focused on their material. Some of them aren't laughing at your material. Like, they're so focused on, got to study, got to study, got to study, got to study. You're up there telling jokes, and you're wondering, did that joke work or what? Yeah. And you kind of, like, have to remind yourself, it's not you. They're just focused on their own stick, that they're just, you know, and they... Might have just missed the punchline or something, but you're right. Like it's there's also that thing. Like I've seen some comedians who like are total like I just forgot everything I was gonna say. So you know, tips like that could definitely help performers. Tips like that could definitely like, or I've seen some performers that you know maybe they don't have good jokes, but you can tell they're a great human being, or vice versa. They've got great jokes and everything, but afterwards trying to talk to them is like. They think they're the president or something yes. like that. Like they think they're too good to be standing in your presence or something. So they're just telling you to go away or something like that. It's like, really? Like if you're that good, then why are you and me sharing the same stage? You know? We're we're on the same team, bro. Exactly. We're on the same team. Right? Exactly. I gotta ask you real quick, where can we find those magic tricks? Like, say someone like me is interested in Learning magic or something. Where can we find those kits that you just showed? So you go to Urban Wizards Academy AC.com. That's my website. Urban Wizards AC.com. And that's where parents can sign their kids up. I have um, I have uh, the purple wand right now. Yep. Urban Wizards Academy AC. Um, I have I have a uh, Girl Scout uh, workshop that I that I just put together. So it's specifically for Girl Scouts. Uh, I want to empower girls, you know, because a lot of girls aren't into magic as well. They're, they're more so now than they were before. But mm -hmm. I want 
I want them to feel included, you know? Uh, yeah. Kids of color. There's a lot of kids of color that don't get the opportunity to learn magic tricks. I, you know, especially where I am, I'm in an urban area, and I want to get more kids of color involved in magic. I want to get everybody involved in magic, but I want to get the kids that are in neighborhoods that don't get art. You know, they get sports, and that's pretty much it, because some of these programs don't think about reaching out to people like me and, you know, getting involved and, like, working together. Um, actually, right now, I'm working with this company called Make It Springfield. So my class is 249 for two weeks. What Working with them, um, they're paying me and uh, supplying the kits, and so they're making it. So the kids can own uh, the kids only pay ten dollars for this wow. for two week class. So that's amazing, you know what I mean. So it's I want to partner up with places like people like that to be able to uh, just provide magic and art and theater to to kids that don't normally get it. Especially now being at home, it's school, and then it's whatever else you do after school. You know what I mean. Um, so yeah, it's a really great program. I love Discover Magic. Uh, everybody's great. I wouldn't be in it if I didn't think they were great and if I didn't think they were genuine. Mm -hmm. And I love how you said you're targeting those areas because you're right. A bunch of kids don't have these opportunities, but it could change their life. Like it could be something that they could be passionate about. Like instead of just driving someone to a sport that they are just saying, well, this is my only chance to get out of this place and make it yeah. somewhere else or like, you know, I don't really enjoy doing this. Like I always do, but then like they go home and maybe they watch TV and they see like a magician or something. They're like, that looks so cool. I just want that, but they don't know what to do. Like they don't know, like, where do I start? What do I do? It's things like that. Having a magician come to their school and go, Hey, here's how I, you know, here's how I did it. Here's how this, or, you know, scrolling on social media and seeing something like this and going, yeah. okay, there is a chance. There is hope, you know? Definitely, so, definitely. Um, so I, yeah, I um, I go to – well, when they were open, I go to schools. Uh, I went to an elementary school, and that's exactly what I did. I was uh, I was asked to come to career day, and that was the first time a magician's been there for a career day because they're – you know what I mean? Yeah. And when they see someone that looks like them, you know, somebody with brown skin performing magic and puppets and, like, doing all these weird things – you know, and, you know, maybe they have this, like, maybe they want to get into puppetry or maybe, or maybe they just want puppets in, or, or whatever, you know, I just want them to know that it's possible. And you can be a weird kid from this place and, and it's okay. You don't have to get into sports or whatever else they think you think you have to get into because that's what everybody else is doing. It's okay to be different. It's okay to be unique and funny. You can be the weird, quiet kid or the goofy kid. I was all those. And look at me now. Exactly. You know? so, exactly. Yeah. I want. It's all about being you. Quirkiness. It's all about being you. Yeah. It's all about being you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. totally. Now, do you also teach puppetry by chance? So I'm working uh, with Make It Springfield again. So we're doing. Aside from the the purple wand courses, we're going to be teaching a puppet building workshop. Uh, we're developing that now, and so uh, we're going to have. We're going to have kits that uh, are going to be mailed out. Uh, so we're going to go from uh, building the puppet. And also, once we finish building the puppet, we're going to get into the basic uh, puppetry, uh, you know, hand-eye coordination, lip syncing, um, you know, focusing to the camera, things like that, rod work, 
Yeah, so we're going to do all sorts of fun stuff. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So I got to ask now, who are some of your favorite magic idols? Um, so you mentioned them before, but I like mentioned some, the, some other guys, some newer guys that I like, uh, Eric Jones, great coin guy, man. Google Eric Jones, um, you know, Mr. Masato, king of, king of, uh, close-up rings, man, those two guys. I mean, I'm not only saying that because they're my friends, but also because they're just really, really just, um, you know, let's see. Um, man, there's so many. Uh, who's another one that I've been watching that I've I'm just like, uh, I can't even think, man. There's so, there's so many, but those are the two main guys that you got to check out. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and Eric Jones. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now, I got to ask, we, live, we kind of, we mentioned this before, you know, when we, you and me were chatting. We live in this time frame that really just, there doesn't seem to be a lot of positivity around the day, you know? The virus, all the negativity going around, just like I told you before we, when we were chatting. It seems like you walk down the street and say hi to the first person and they greet you with a certain gesture or an unkind word of some sort. I mm -hmm. ask this to a lot of my buddies who come on the show. How can we spread more positivity today? Uh, just be yourself. Like no matter how many you're going to get, you'll get maybe five frowns and one smile, but it's that one smile that matters, you know, don't mm -hmm. change. Don't let someone else's, uh, negative attitude, um, cling on to you. You know what I mean? Still, you know, I, I live in an area that's kind of like that. I, I live in an apartment building and I I'm like, Hey, how are you doing? And if I don't get anything or if I open a door and nobody says, thank you, that's fine. I'm not going to stop opening doors for people just because that one person didn't say thank you. Mm -hmm. Be yourself. Like you, you know, like we just said, like just be yourself. Just keep doing what you're doing because someone's going to appreciate it. You're going to make somebody's day just, even if they don't say anything, just that one kind gesture and that one little thing, it might make them feel a little bit better about themselves. And maybe next time they'll say hi to the next person or whatever. You know what I mean? So don't, don't stop. I almost said don't stop believing, but I stopped myself. Yeah. A kind word can save someone's life, you know? It could totally save someone's life. I was just mm -hmm. going to say that. Yeah. Just a simple compliment like, hey, nice shoes. Could yeah. go from someone having the worst day of their life to going, what's the point? What's the, yeah, to, oh, someone noticed me. Yep. These are nice shoes. These are. We're all the same. It doesn't matter. Like, we're, I, like, like you were saying, you know, uh, the comedians that pretend that they they might be better than you are like no you're not dude we're all we're all little we're all aliens on this rock floating through space man we're all the same exactly we're all gonna end up in the same place you know what I mean like it doesn't exactly matter. so know, real yeah. I'm sorry real quick I just want to say I worked at Guitar Center and they would tell the employees treat uh regular people like rock stars and rock stars like regular people but i told my friend that owns a smaller mad, uh, music shop what they said he said no man you treat everybody the same exactly and that's, I take that with me everywhere i go it doesn't matter you can be famous i don't care how famous you are um i don't care how you know what i mean you're mm -hmm. we're all the same exactly so, yeah. exactly i got a story on that so you're sitting on the same screen that you know who Sinbad is? Yeah, of course. Yeah. 
So you're sitting on the same screen that Sinbad once sat on. Yeah. And he told, I remember telling him, you know, as much as I am excited to be chatting with you today on this show, I'm just as excited to be talking with the piano teacher next door who I've grown up with my entire life, who now does musical therapy for a hospital. I'm just as excited to interview local magicians or just people, you know, it doesn't, to me, the status doesn't matter. And he looked at me and said, you should be. Yeah. You really should be like, he didn't say like, well, well I'm offended now or I'm, the, you know, or you know, I'm, I'm, I've got, I've got a resume from here to Canada and you're, Telling me you're more happy to talk to the piano teacher next door? Really, dude? Nope. He just yeah. said you should be. Because it's because you're right. In the end, in the end, it's not going to be. Well, I was this famous movie star. Or I was this yeah. famous singer. You know, nah. Nobody and cares. Be, yeah, and the end is going to be. What'd you do for? What'd you do for someone else? Yeah. What'd you do for that He's person? Cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, go. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What'd you do for that person on the street who? You know, just needed a simple dollar to buy their next meal. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Sinbad's really cool. Uh, we had – so he plays guitar. I don't know if you guys talked about him, him playing guitar and playing funk and everything now. He wants to, like, mm -hmm. get into playing funk. and So we talked about that. Uh, I was in Boston at the time, and he was touring. He was going to be in Boston – so I was trying to set up weird. We we tw we tweeted every now and again for a little bit. He was he was interested in, in puppetry a little bit. So we talked about that, um, getting him his own puppet, and then we talked about I was going to take him around to the guitar shops. It never ended up happening, mm -hmm. but it was just kind of cool just to like connect with this dude because we had stuff in common. And it wasn't the fact that he was Sinbad. It was the fact that we I was like, oh, cool, you like puppets and you like guitars. Dude, me too. You know what I mean? So that was really cool. I don't yeah. know. It's, just, I, it's nice when you find something in common with somebody that. You know. Exactly. And when I first met him, you know, when I met him, like I met him online at first, like I signed up on Cameo, met him, and he was, you know, I met him for like five minutes and he was super nice. He saw this backdrop, asked me what the show was, and just was like, how, you know, like, what's this? What do you do with this show? Like, what do you tell me about it? Uh, so I gave him my elevator pitch, just what I gave you in the beginning. And he said, that sounds awesome. Like, that sounds really cool. So then I just jumped on it real quick. I'm like, I'd love for you to be on it. He could have easily given me things that celebrities nowadays give me. Well, I'll be on it, but you have to pay so-and-so this much yeah. money to get at least an hour or something. You have to go through this website to sign up or I'd or the better one. I'd love to be on it, but I just, I can't, you know, for some reason or another, like, I don't do small podcasts or I don't, you know, I've got Oprah on speed dial. Why would I want to be on this show or something like that? But he just said he was wowed and then dropped me an email address and said, we'll make it happen. That's awesome, dude. And he That's cool. Yeah. So and also, I think this podcast, man, I think what you're doing is great, dude. Reaching out Thank to all you. these different people. It feels like Mr. Rogers neighborhood. You know what I mean? Like how he talked to everybody. He talked to the piano teacher. You know, like and, but then he talked to the Hulk. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it's, dude, you're doing whatever. You're on the right track, bro. And this is going to blow up. And I'm so happy that I, I get to be a part of this. I appreciate Thank you. That. For one, it's an honor to be compared to one of my idols, Mr. Rogers. You know, growing up and, you know, even the movie with Tom Hanks. Oh, dude, I cried instantly. Stop it. Yeah. I'm, I'm a huge crier, bro. And it didn't take much. Yeah. <laughs> Just a memory. Yeah. 
But you're right, Mr. Rogers was that guy. He was the guy who didn't care. He didn't care if you're the Hulk Hogan. He didn't care that you're, he talked to the kid who, you know, like he, I remember even in the movie, he had that one kid that just wouldn't look him in the eye, was like chopping the sword, you know, but he yeah. took the time until he finally, until the kid warmed up to him. And if everyone in production is going, we got a show to do, come on, chop, chop, yeah. or something. But he just waited until that kid was ready. Yeah. So, you know, but this, all of this was leading up to one of my favorite questions, which is, in your own words, how would you describe a buddy? A buddy, oh, man, so many different. A buddy is someone that you can count on no matter what, good or bad. Um, a buddy is someone I feel that, uh, you can talk to about anything, you know what I mean? Uh, and it doesn't even have to just be troubling stuff. It could be something that you're working on and your buddy will give you the truth. You know what I mean? Your buddy will be like, yeah, but maybe if you tweaked it here or there, but they don't judge you. A buddy isn't someone that judges you, you know, mm -hmm. a buddy is someone that's just there when you need a buddy. That's what I think. Buddy. Exactly. They give you tough love, but they give you support. But, they, yeah. but they're real with you because no one else yes. is real. I tell my friends all the time, listen, if I didn't care, I wouldn't be telling you this. Uh huh. I'd just let you go. You know, I have a friend uh, that's, that works on magic, and uh, some of the stuff uh, he does is great, and a lot of it, uh, it needs work. But I understand that this person is excited to just jump out there and do it. And uh, I mentioned – to some other folks while he was performing or doing something for somebody else. I was like, yeah, but you know, you can really see it. He's like, oh, I heard you by the way. I'm like, yeah, I, I wanted you to hear me. Cause it's nothing I wouldn't say to your face. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I need you to hear this and then you'll get better. Hey. I'm not going to be like, Oh man, that was great. Cause it wasn't. And like, I want, I want someone to do that for me because if you don't, then you're going to be terrible. And no, and like comedy, if you're not funny, but nobody tells you you're funny, you're going to think you're, you're going to walk around thinking you're funny when you're not. Exactly. Or And if you're not going to develop or grow, if your buddy doesn't tell you the truth. Exactly. Or like what I said before, you know, if you're judging yourself on like, oh, this open mic, no one laughed at this joke or something. They might have just been on their own material. Here in the review and like here during like, you know, when you post it online, it's like, how did I miss that joke? Yeah. Or, you're right. There are buddies who will say, hey, this joke. Like I've had comedians that I've reached out to professionals who have said, I love the premise of this joke, but here's where I would take it personally. Yeah. You can leave it. You can do whatever you want, but here's how I think you will get a room laugh with it. If you change it from this to this and it works. Right. So it's all about honesty. You're right. A buddy is an honest buddy. And part of being a buddy is being a charitable buddy. So if you could have our audience donate to any charity of your choice, what would it be and why? Oh, oh man. I, you know, um, oof. I think, well, I feel like, um, a lot of, uh, just boys and girls club, uh, Springfield. I feel like they need, uh, they need a lot of things. They need art supplies. They need, you know what I mean? They, Yes. They need a lot of things, man. So just reach out to them and see how you can help. Uh, I grew up going to the YMCA and the Boys and Girls Club when I was a kid. You know what I mean? And they're struggling, you know, it, especially now. Yeah, I mean, fun. they get a little bit of help like every other, you know, but not as much as they need. So 
reach out to them and see what you can do, whether it be donating stuff, uh, you know, writing a check, just, you know, just be a buddy. Yes. Be a, be a charitable buddy. You're absolutely right. Now, one thing I've been dying to ask you, because I know you're the perfect guy for this question. Do you have any funny stories from performing? Oh, <laughs> okay. So first show, first magic show uh, was Shriners Hospital. We talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. And I brought my whole trunk. I was like carrot top. I just didn't know what to do. So I just brought everything. Uh, one of the tricks that I do in my show is the arm twisting illusion. Are you familiar with the arm twisting illusion where your arm twists 360 degrees? Anyways, it's a whole, yeah. yeah. So anyways, uh, there were some kids, there were kids all over the place. You know I mean? There's kids in beds, there were kids in seats in front, there were kids on the side. Uh, I didn't know at the time, but I was just trying to pick kids I didn't pick yet. So I was just, and I didn't, and then I was focusing on the kids in front of me. I was like, I need to focus on the kids on the side. So I was like, I'm going to do this new, I'm going to do a trick. And I pointed at one kid. I was like, hey, do you want to help me with this twi- this arm? This is really important. It was an arm twisting trick. The kid gets up. He only has one arm. Oh, man. Oh. oh. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, man, they're going to think I picked on him on purpose. They're going to think. And we ended up doing it anyways. But I just felt so bad because I didn't, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, dude, I picked the kid with the one arm, of course. Oh, man. I thought that was funny. Um, Yeah. That's my favorite story to tell anyway, so. That's perfect. (laughs) The one arm kid, I'm posting. Yeah. Of course. My first show, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Makes sense. Uh (laughs) It's always those ironic moments. It's always those just. Yeah, yeah, the one kid out of the entire crowd that surrounded you, you know? Oh, man. Okay, sorry. Uh, That's funny. You're fine, you're fine. Now, once everything clears up with this pandemic, once everything gets, quote-unquote, back to normal or whatnot, what are some of your hopes? Well, uh, so a lot of my gigs got canceled, uh, but one in particular is postponed, and that's the Blurred Con. It's going to be my first con. So I'll be performing. I'll be teaching workshops, uh, signing autographs. I'm just kidding. I don't know who will be signing autographs. But, uh, you know, I'm going to teach a, I mean, teach a puppet workshop. Um, i teach a magic workshop, possibly, with the new program, getting people signed up for that. So, But I'm really excited because it's my first con. You know, I wanted to do Comic-Con and Dragon Con, so I, I reached out to them. But obviously, I've, everything happened, so... Uh, my my goal is to be the the con magician. That sounds terrible. <laughs> Not a con <laughs> artist, a con artist, magician artist. Mm-hmm. And, but I want to perform. I, I'd like to just do cons and like puppets and magic. That's yeah, that's the yeah, goal. Do yeah. shows, yeah. Nice. So but I'm going to ask for for cons. I want to. I don't want to yeah. do any more. Like I just want to do cons and teach workshops. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you one more question, and then I think we need to end the show with the performance. But this next question is what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Uh-oh. You ready for this? I'm going to split it up into two parts for you. The first is, what is your advice to anyone who wants to be a magician? Yeah. And the second is, for anyone who wants to be a puppeteer, what's your advice? Don't. It's hard. It sucks. And it's really difficult. Don't do it. Stay away. Just kidding. Sort of. 
Um, <laughs> well, now that it's that everything is online, uh, my best advice, I would say books, but you can't really get books anymore because the magic shops are closed and like you can't really get a lot of books in the library. You can get JB Bobo with Coin Magic. Um, go to um, go to YouTube. Uh, look up uh, Douglas Khan. Doug Khan. Uh, he's a really great teacher. He teaches magic on on YouTube. Um, you know, there's a lot of. I go to vanishinginc.com. I get some magic beginner with magic pen. Penguin is a good website, I think, in my opinion. Illusionist uh, with an E to get good beginner magic tricks to learn. Uh, a lot of it is self-working, but it's all about presentation um, and how you work. You know, you work your magic. Uh, I think that, like, yeah, I, I just practice what, what learn learn uh, videos on beginner magic, cups and balls, rope. Uh, all the stuff you can get on, like I just said, online, you could, you could, for, for less than you pay for your internet, you can get a whole magic kit. You know what I mean? Like, um, mm -hmm. Shimlin or Shin, Shinlim, Shimlin, Shinlin. Yeah. He just put out a new magic kit, you know, uh, it's 50 bucks and you get all this cool beginner magic, ma magic, like a whole set, you know, you get this he is. huh? And look what he is. Right, yeah, and he's from Boston, which is awesome. But um, and then puppetry, same thing. Uh, uh, let's see. There's a bunch of there's a but there's so many people on YouTube teaching you how to uh, build puppets. Um, just Google puppet building. If you're on Facebook or Instagram, there's so many people teaching. And if Google uh, free puppet patterns. Um, on you know, like in, and you can print them out. Um, there's all sorts of stuff. Puppet pelts is a really good place. I go if they're local. Um, you can get fur. You can get uh, puppet patterns. I think now uh, you can get fleece. Like all the things that you need in order to make a puppet, you can get from them. Awesome. And if you call them or contact them, they can they can even uh, lead you in the right direction. Eyes, arm rods. Everything, everything you need to build a puppet foam they have. I love, love, love puppet pills. I can't say any, any like I just they're amazing. But yeah, so Google, Google is your friend. Everything that you need to know is at your fingertips. Yeah, you got that right. Now you know how we have to end the show. We got to do a performance. Okay. You want to do a little show? I'm really not prepared. I'm just kidding. I'm a magician. I'm always prepared. Okay, so Nick, who is yours? I want to real quick. Um, so Sesame Street, right? Yes. Are you with me? Okay. So Sesame Street. What? Uh, what are some of your favorite characters, Nick? I'm gonna Ooh, try I love, one of them. I love Bert and Ernie. I'm a big fan of Grover. Yep. And Oscar the Grouch is always a good twist, you know. I love Oscar. Oscar's one of my favorites. That's so fun. All right, so I'm gonna try to draw. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to draw Oscar the Grouch. I'm gonna. Can you see that? Okay, there, Nick. Yeah. All right. So that's. I'm not. 
you know, during the pandemic, I did, I've been practicing a lot of drawing. Obviously, I'm not that great. So I'm going to, this is, a, I'm going to try to draw a trash can if I can. And that's, that's going to be the lid. That's the cover. Yeah, so that's a trash can. Um, so what do you, what do you think, uh, Oscar, Oscar the Grouch would, uh, what do you think he would, uh, so he's got eyebrows, right? Um, he's green. He's got, uh. He's fuzzy. What's that? He's fuzzy. He's fuzzy. And um, what else? Let's see. Uh, oh! It's Oscar! Hey, hey, wait a minute. Hey. How? Huh. That's weird. There you go. That was awesome. That was perfect. I love that trick. That was, <laughs> and it's funny because I didn't even like we we didn't set anything up. Like we didn't oh. say like, hey, you say like, you know, tell me Oscar or something like that. I just said, oh, Oscar the Grouch is just a nice turn round, you know, because we all have these where we're Oscar and we're entitled to those days, you know. Yep. Well, but at the same time, never stop being an Elmo. Never stop being a Grover. Never stop if being baby and Grover. Be a super grover. Yes. One hundred percent. And never stop being a never stop being a big bird, you know? Never stop being a kind, loving giant, you know? That's it. No where you go. So thank you so much for joining us today. Today was a really fun episode. I hope you had just as much fun. I had a great time, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks everybody yes. for uh, asking questions. Because you're an official buddy here on BuddyCast. And I got one favor to ask you today. Yes. Go out and be someone's buddy. I will. Yes. All righty. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Scotty Swan. And we'll catch you next time here on BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to Buddy Cats. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy, here on Buddy Cats.